Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. I am your host, James Marshall, and together with my world-class coaching team, we'll be discussing topics on natural style seduction, masculine, feminine, dynamic, lifestyle design, sexuality, personal change, and so much more. Stay tuned for today's episode. Part four, your social media presence. Now, in part three, we discuss different ways of meeting women online or in the real world. Okay, let's say you met someone. What's next? How are you going to stay in touch with them? Are you going to text them messengers? Are you going to write them a letter? Are you going to hire a pigeon? No. Cringe, boring, predictable, not the way. There's a better way. And it's social media. When I say social media, I mean Instagram. You know, obviously there's different platforms, but the social part of social media happens on Instagram because you can share, you can react. It's just really close to what our tribal desires are these days. We, we love to share stuff. We love to gossip. We love to share. We love to interact. We love to look what's going on behind the scenes of people. So Instagram is really well designed in that way. That's why people and women, especially the women you want to date, are spending so much time on it. Hours and hours. Just, you know, go to five attractive girls, if you know any, and look at their screen time and you will be shocked how much time they spend on Instagram. You can't complain about that or you can accept that as reality. It is understandable. They get validation from it. They get to talk to their friends. They know what's up. It is a very human thing to wanting to be on social media, even if it can become quite toxic. But there's an opportunity there, right? Every social media crisis, there's an opportunity. And it's, you have to put yourself out there. If you don't exist on Instagram, and I know you don't want to hear this if you don't have an account yet, then you don't exist for these women. Half their time is spent online on these platforms. If you don't show up there, you don't show up for them. It's logical. They want to check you out. They want to know what's going on. They want to see, who is this guy? What is he into? How does he spend his time? Who does he hang out with? If you don't have a profile at all or your profile is lacking the basic concepts, it's going to be very hard to stay in touch with girls. You might become really good at cold approach or even meet girls at parties or at the club or you know even close them on Tinder. You can get their contact info, but it will be very difficult over time to seduce them, especially the harder ones who have just many options. Yes, maybe you find a very basic girl who... You know, just really also horny because she didn't get laid in a while. Yeah, that can happen. But I know you want to level up. You want girls who are desired by society in general, but different men. And then you need to level up your social media game. So I could, you know, do a whole two, three hour video on that alone, which I actually did. It's called my social media dating guide. So you can enter that as well. Your Instagram profile is your dating profile. It is your online presence. You are communicating with it 24-7. So if you don't have it or it's shit, then you need to fix it. Part five, setting up the first date. Nice. Things are getting serious. You found someone, you went out there, you attracted girls into your life, and you have one, you want to take her out on a first date. A lot of guys are overthinking this step. They are now instantly trying to impress a girl which is often a symptom of lack of abundance, not having enough girls in their life. And they think, oh my God, I need to hold on to that one. How can I do this? Expensive dinner, big theater show, take her to the big expensive circus, VIP, something. No, you want to keep the first date super simple. You don't want to 
basically show her how important this is for you. You want to keep it low key. You want to give her the opportunity and chance to escape if she's not vibing at all. And same for you. Maybe you really don't align with her. Maybe she's pretty weird. Maybe you got scammed. Maybe she, you know, maybe she catfished you on Tinder and her photos don't look at all the way she looks in real life. You also want to have the opportunity to chat for 15, 20 minutes and then get the hell out of here. You don't have to be impolite about it. You can say, hey, uh, sorry, I got a really lot of work tomorrow. I should go to bed soon or anything like that and get out of there. Good first dates are short. They're low investment. They're open, which means like in public, not like in a cinema or something like that. They are low pressure. So it's not like you have to be on time or I booked these tickets for us or anything like that. So it's kind of flexible. It can be late. It's not expensive. You're not trying to impress her with money and you also just don't want to spend a lot because if you are going to start more cold approaching, if you're going to start taking your dating life more serious, it's very easy to have two or three dates a week. Maybe sounds crazy for you now, but if, you know, my clients, if I work with them for a while, my goal with them is that they go on two or three dates a week. If every date now costs you 200 euros, that's, uh, yeah, 600, that's a 2,400 euro expense per month. You don't want to do that. Part number six, how to act on the first date. Here it's important that you want to find balance. Yes, we want to seem like a gentleman. We want to talk to her. We want to make her feel comfortable, right? We want to not show how horny we are or how desperate we are maybe. But at the same time, we want to move things forward. We don't just want to be a conversation partner. We don't want to be boring. We don't want to bore the fuck out of her. And we want to show that we are men, that we can lead, that we can touch, that we can escalate. So the perfect way of acting is somewhere in the middle. You shouldn't be the guy who after 10 minutes is trying to kiss her instantly or, you know, tell her, oh, let's go home and f That's very bad. And I made a video on that. But you also don't want to spend hours and hours just talking. And I know because I've done that for years, it felt horrible. I finally got dates and then I was too shy to make a move. You want to touch, you want to escalate, you want to do it in a nice way. And ideally, you have the first date close to your apartment, right? Maybe she is very open. Maybe she just wants to fuck as well. And after one or two drinks or whatever, there will be a natural transition of you taking her home. Cool. But don't think you have to get laid on every first date. Especially remember, this video is about finding a girlfriend, not having a one-night stand. One-night stands can be fun, but in my experience, it, these types of girls are different to the ones who look for a serious relationship. First of all, when I have a one-night stand, my standard isn't as high as when I screen for girlfriend material. And the type of girl who is girlfriend material often, let's say, keeps herself saves herself, doesn't just go home with you that easily. Maybe she wants to, but she won't because she wants to also portray herself as higher value. She doesn't want that you think she's a slut or that she's so easy because she experienced in her life that if she does that, the guys usually turn off as well and perceives her as, yeah, slutty or easy or cheap or anything like that. So there's this like balanced game happening there. Escalate, but don't try to fuck her. And even if you could... This might sound crazy to you, like, why would I not have sex if I can have sex? You shouldn't. Even if you could kiss her, don't do it on the first opportunity. There's an art in building tension and building these butterflies 
in your stomach and just having this like sexual, yeah, the sexual tension on a date happening and you're in control of it and you can build it by escalating a little bit. And then when she thinks you will go for a move, you will pull back again and she will think, oh my God, why is this guy not making a move? He's so cool. He's really experienced and it will make her really horny. So in summary, obviously you want to move things forward. It's your job as a man, but you don't get extra points if you manage to kiss her really fast or take her home. Usually high value women require some work and don't have the mindset of if you didn't kiss on the first date, it was a bad date or you need to fuck at the first time. Have a long-term vision with that. And, you know, as we talk about in a bit, if you have several women on the simmer, if you are currently going on multiple dates, not having sex on one of them will be way less important than if you, again, only have that one chance to get laid once per year. So that's that. If you're enjoying today's episode and you'd like to find out more about the services and information that the Natural Lifestyles provide, then check out our show notes where you'll see links to all of our other resources, including our YouTube channel, TikTok, and most importantly, our workshop schedule. TNL team is constantly on the road, traveling the planet and teaching the world's most high-end, bespoke and personalized coaching workshops for men, teaching you how to date women in everyday situations without the use of cheesy lines or those goddamn apps. Check it out. And now back to the episode. Part seven, first month of dating. Let's say you went on a few dates, you did have sex with the girl and you getting comfortable. You're seeing her, you like her, you have a good vibe. Now, this is danger zone. This is where a lot of guys instantly cling on too hard. They become too needy and it shows itself by you constantly seeing her, which is a bad idea. So in a fresh relationship or in general, even longer down the line, you should see the girl once per week, maybe twice a week, okay? Second of all, you're going to text way too much. You're constantly saying, good morning, uh, how did you sleep? Hey, how's work? Hi, thinking about you. Good night, good evening. What movie you're watching? How was your day? Can't wait to Bob miss you. Blah, 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 all day. Also, as soon as she needs something, you grab your phone and you respond. This is setting up really bad habits. First of all, you're constantly available, which is kind of weak. Like, aren't you a man? Aren't you busy? Aren't you working on your career, your mission? Aren't you conquering the world? Why do you have time to constantly respond to a girl? First of all, it does fuck up your routine. Second of all, it shows her you're not that strong, you're easily controllable, and it will turn her off. Be careful to not kill that initial vibe by going overboard. Also, you should still see multiple girls at that time, right? You had sex with that girl two or three times. Maybe you didn't have the talk yet of what are we? I'm going to talk about that in a bit. So it's still vague. It's still not like she's my girlfriend, we're monogamous. You should still see other girls. You still want to be testing things out. You sh Again, for many reasons. First of all, I've heard it over and over. Students meet a girl. She's the only one. She's the only one they go on a date with. She's the only one they have sex with for one year. And then she is their girlfriend because they don't have anyone else. So I want you to avoid this trap. But also, I want you to stay this attractive guy that she went on a first date with initially. I don't want that she gets the feeling of, all I did is suck his dick once and now he's instantly promising me a future and a yacht and he will buy me a car or either financial stuff. I've, you know, I'm cringing because I've had stories like that. Or in general, he just gets the sense that you're so committed instantly with all of your heart and time and effort and financials 
just because she put a little bit of effort. She, yeah, sucked your dick or she told you you're nice or you, she likes you. So again, it would throw off the power dynamic by a lot. And why are men doing this? Why are you doing this? I totally get you. It feels amazing to meet a new girl. It's exciting. You have butterflies in your stomach. You feel connected to her. It's great to have sex with her. It's great to text her. It's fun to send memes, right? It lightens up your day. It's one of the best feelings in life. And so I totally get why you're doing this. Maybe you've done it in the past or you're wondering now, why should I not text this new incredible girl I met? This is where you're being tested as a man. This is where you need to show that you're disciplined and where you have to have the long-term vision. I've just seen it over and over again. The guy who gets too invested loses the girl. You have to see that as a fact. And trust me, if you're not experienced it yourself, and just be disciplined. And she might even test you. She might complain. Why are you never responding? Or, or she might tease you. Oh, great. You finally found time to text me. Or, oh, Mr. Busy. Or, you know, might even be like, okay, if you don't respond, then we're done or anything like that don't fall into that trap it's again her testing your masculinity she's testing can he handle me can he stick to his plan which is prioritize work his bigger mission or will he crumble and instantly give me all his attention just because i'm a little bit poking him and you might also think what you have to bang other girls while you found this incredible girl yes right i'm not saying you have to have sex with everyone I'm not saying you have to tell her about it. No, don't do that. And if you just want the normal, regular, average girlfriend, that's okay. You don't have to overcomplicate things, right? Just take the first advice with not becoming too needy. You don't have to also have a multiple relationship dynamic going on. But again, if we talk a little more advanced here, a top girl, whatever that means, a high-value woman who's very in desire, she needs to feel that the man she's choosing has other options. It makes sense, right? I mean, you are choosing a woman that clearly has a lot of other options. She's very desired. So she wants to do the same. So you need to give her that feeling, not by telling her, hey, I banged this other chick last night, but it's just a sense. She senses if you live in abundance, if you're strong in that sense and you have options and you're not desperate, or if you're clinging on to her immediately. The crazy part is I've seen virgins on my workshops who approached a girl and then had sex with that girl the same week and they gave the impression that they have multiple girls in their life, right? Why? Because approaching a girl on the street is such a baller move. So the girl he, that virgin slept with, he lost his virginity with, she was like, nah, come on, you're a player. You must do this all the time. I'm sure there's many other girls. Don't lie to me. And she was like kind of nagging him, but she was really turned on by that because that's just such a ball and move. You approaching a girl will give you this boost, this edge. That's why I'm such a big fan of it. That's why I'm telling you in the club, you're at the bottom of the pyramid on the streets. If you also groom that have basic hygiene and a normal style, you're instantly on the top of the pyramid. So the good news is you don't have to be the top G, the alpha and have everything sorted out. You just have to give the impression that you do. Part eight, let her ask, what are we? It might sound paradoxically, but you should avoid this conversation of what are we in the sense of, you know, are you monogamous? Do you call yourself boyfriend and girlfriend now? And all that stuff. You should avoid that for at least the first month. You want that she asks that question eventually. 
it's good that she doesn't know what you're thinking. And maybe that sounds a bit like manipulative or anything like that. But really, it just shows that you understand female psychology on a deeper level. The more you are around women, the more girlfriends and different relationship dynamics you will have in your life, the more you will understand the dark truth that girls love mystery and intrigue. And they actually even love being a bit jealous. They love not knowing exactly where they're at. And they don't know, do I have this guy? Is he mine or not? Many nice guys do the opposite. They instantly confirm to her as soon as she probes a little bit that he's scared of losing her, that he sees her as a precious flower, that they don't want to hurt her feelings, and that they want to show what a good guy they are and they would never hurt her and she's their everything. And the nice guy thinks girls like honest guys who is just vulnerable and open and tells her how it is and is not manipulating ever and always says exactly the thought pattern he has and explains everything to her all the time. The other problem is the nice guy lost women before by being so nice and then as a reaction he's even nicer, right? He tells her even more how much he likes her because he's so afraid of losing the next one and this time he will get it right by just being extra ultra nice. And what happens? She's turned off, she feels all that weird pressure, and she runs away. I'm not saying you need to lie to women, but it is good to keep things vague for both. It's based on the principle that you understand that it's actually good for her when it's a bit vague, and that you're not doing her a favor if you're completely honest and direct and tell her, I love you so much, and I only want to be with you, and you're the one, and let's be boyfriend and girlfriend, and let's be monogamous, and I don't want to any other girls anymore i'll totally be only with you it's not good for you and it's not good for her which again is not good for you so how long should you play this game about up to three to six months into relationship then you can open up more then you can become more vulnerable right if the relationship lasted for more than three months it's probably serious if you regularly see each other you start supporting each other you start being more vulnerable, more open, telling about your traumas, right? You don't have to always be the strong man who never cries and has zero problems and handles everything perfectly and is always clear and focused. No. Later on, you get to know each other on a vulnerable level as well. And this is where you can verbally commit to her more. You can say, I wasn't sure, right? Uh, But I really like you. And then kind of make this commitment and even agree to be monogamous if that's the type of relationship you want at that time and just say hey look let's let's be like this and then you can properly define the rules of the relationship for the first time and that's obviously the goal we want to have a girlfriend we can trust and feel comfortable with and you know have certain relationship rules and we can rely on that that feels amazing we want to find this life partner And that's why we're doing all this, to end up with a girl we truly desire. And to get that, I just remind you, you have to be disciplined in the first month or the first two months of the relationship. Part nine, your circle of men, your lifestyle, your social circle. Now, this is a bit bonus material and more advanced stuff, but it is incredibly powerful and important for your intimate relationship with your girlfriend to have a strong circle of men in your life as well. Not only because it keeps you accountable and to not, you know, make you 
fall off the horse with stuff like working out regularly, working on your business, and just becoming a full cock and just being only with your girlfriend all the time and you know eating too much and becoming too weak. It also provides her with structure, with a social circle she's coming into, cool stuff to do. Right, You take her on other adventures that you do with other men and she connects in that more broadly. You're not her only touch point. You enrich in her life, not just with your own personality and your adventures, but with everything you got going on in your life. Also, it shows her what kind of man you are. If all your friends are couch potatoes, bit skinny fat, don't work out a lot, make big business predictions and promises, but never deliver on it and all like living, you know, on a very basic income or living off their parents' money or whatever, she will make the same assumptions about you. You are the average of the five people you spend most time with. She knows that as well. If you don't have a strong circle of men that is actively trying to improve themselves, actively trying to become higher value men, she will know intuitively you're not it, right? You don't have what it takes. If you didn't manage to build a strong brotherhood in your life, you will also not manage a lot of other things. You will also not be a really good high-value boyfriend. You will not be able to provide and protect her and just show her a cool life, right? Also, she knows if you're not in a circle of guys who improve themselves, you're not improving yourself. And if you're not improving yourself, you're doing the opposite. You're getting worse. It doesn't mean you need to be successful. It doesn't mean you have to have your own business or make millions of dollars or drive a cool car. Don't think that's necessary to get a really sexy, high-value girlfriend. But you need to have the ambition to become something, right? To work on yourself. Women aren't necessarily attracted to the materialistic stuff. But per se, some are, but it's a minority and, you know, everybody's shitting on gold diggers, but that's maybe one in a hundred women. Most girls want a genuine connection. They want a genuine guy who they can love, who they can be intimate with, they can watch Netflix with, they can chill with, they can be silly with, and you are that guy. But they also want to dream. They want to dream that this guy gets better and better and life with him gets better and better. And of course, girls think about marriage, they think about children, even when they're young, you know, maybe they know it won't be the first boyfriend or the second, but it is in the back of their mind. And of course, in that case, they need a guy who's ambition, who has fire, who wants to reach certain levels of success. That means who has a cool lifestyle, has a cool social circle, who is financially stable, who is physically good looking, who will also still look good in 10 and 20 years and beyond, and who's just a general stable guy. So even if you're broke now, not perfectly in shape, your business isn't where you want it to be, as long as you're trying, she will forgive you and she will be a loyal partner. She's investing in you and she wants to know, is that a good investment or should I exit and invest my time and effort into someone else? In summary, 50% of getting a girlfriend is making yourself dateable, of course. Even if you spend all the money in the world on Tinder and you know other looks maxing stuff, at the end of the day, she needs to date you as a person. 30% is your funnel, the way you meet women. How many women are you meeting? How many are you approaching, especially? And then the last 20% is the actual connection, the love, the chemistry, whatever you call it, right? And there's a bit of luck in there. Eventually, you will meet the right person at the right time and it will feel right and then Years pass and then maybe it's not the right time with her anymore and you move on. But really, 80% of it is 
your responsibility. It's you taking action. It's you putting yourself out there, making yourself presentable, clicking all the boxes of the five elements that I talk about in other videos. And that will lead to you being desirable, high value man, and you will have a way more colorful dating life than you probably have right now. Losers sit at home, stay in their comfort zone and complain about outside circumstances. Winners are taking action. They take ownership and they go out there and get what they want. If you watched so far, you have to comment. It's your duty to leave at least one comment to say thank you or your opinion about this video. And I really appreciate you liking and commenting on this video. And I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to the Natural Lifestyles podcast. If you enjoyed our content and you'd like some more, then you can check out our YouTube channel, which is just The Natural Lifestyles. And if you want to find out about our live coaching and online coaching services, including our incredible live dating workshops, sexuality workshops, then you should check out our website, thenaturallifestyles.com. Thanks once again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.